Welcome. Welcome to a very hectic day here. As of press time, snow will be broadcast about three to six inches tomorrow and about seven inches on Sunday. Or seven inches, six inches. Either way, we're getting about a foot of snow here in Villa Park over the weekend. It's going to be a drag. I know! A lot of you are just like, Beth, why do you want to live here? Well, that's a whole different story for a whole different day. Um, my dear partner is out there in the next bathroom area taking a shower as I record this. And Brave New World. <laughs> oh, Brave New World and all the people in it. Learn more about that in my blog. That's blog.denverqueen.com. You can find reviews of episodes one and two, which I do go into some detail about here in this episode. But you do need to know that I did write an extra after I recorded the bit about the episodes one and two. There's a whole ballad of Linda. I need to talk about Linda, but that's a whole different story for a whole different day, and it can be found in the blog. On with the show. <clears throat> well, 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 well. Welcome to the throne room with Beth Tarasi. Um, I just had to have said... I almost lost my train of thought as to what my issue of the week would be. And as of this particular episode, there will be an interview with yours truly on Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway with Victor Huvea, some guy from Canada. Um, once it airs, I'm sure if you guys are friends with this Victor dude, Go ahead and ask him, like, I think he's got a website, and I don't know how he does his uh, podcast thing, but I am going to interview for the podcast, and it will be a lot of fun, and it will, I will actually be on StreamYard. If you liked his Facebook page with the same show name on it, I think he's going to do a stream figamajig. It's going to be a stream figamajig. StreamYard is how he usually does his. I've done it before, but I kind of forgot how to do it. I'm kind of weird like that, so yeah. Uh, also, I wanted to announce the dance marathon figamajig was, uh, let's see, $1 million point. $1.4 million for dance marathon, despite the fact that it was virtual. We've done better, says Aubrey, and I'd like to thank Aubrey for coming on to the podcast last week. It's been a pleasure, and I cannot wait to see more weird and wonderful things from Dance Marathon. Aubrey will be performing, maybe she will, if Dance Marathon is virtual again next year. I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't really a performance, but... It's okay. I would love to be able to help Aubrey with her dance marathon performance because I like to help people. And, hmm. God, my fingernails are all weird. Anyway, let's get on and talk about our social issue of the week, which is transgender people in sports. How did I come to understand that transgender people belong everywhere and anywhere? First and foremost, I want to just put my foot down and say, if you're a government official planning to ban transgender youth in sports, guess what? You just, you just got yourself a list called the Hateful Eight. You really should not be putting legislation and policy in place based on hate and based on gender baiting and things like that. 
And the other thing about gender and sports is this. You're encouraging people to demonize transgender boys and transgender girls. These girls want to be able to participate in sports without being demonized. And if the state of Mississippi decides to ban transgender youth and use the, you know, predators to determine whether people are who they say they are, boy, girl, whatever, you guys are going to be in a lot of trouble and I hope that you will lose your Title IX funding. And that includes the state of Mississippi. South Dakota's legislation died, but we have Idaho to worry about. Because some hateful governor decided to sign a legislation that basically says transgenders don't belong in sports. You can talk about the transgender folks in sports in hateful ways all you want in your own stupid little heads, but you cannot ban a transgender person from participating in sports because your stupid little head decided that it wasn't right. No. Girls in Connecticut have filed lawsuits because they believe, you know, so-and-so is a quote-unquote tranny, and I'm saying this quote-unquote so that people understand that this is a slur, and I don't use it. Not very often, but people are calling people tranny and other bad slurs to try to get their way and say that they they didn't win fair and square. Well, let me tell you something about this. The next thing you'll do is ban transgender people in all kinds of aspects of life. As far as like chess and, you know, mind games like that. You know what I'm saying? Let me point you to a transgender actress, Laverne Cox. Now, she's pretty cool. I'll admit she, she's damn cool. But I also want to point you to fellow Denver women's choir mate, Christine. She is one of the coolest people in the entire universe. And if she wants to play soccer, now she's not young. She's an old, she's an old timer. But, you know, had she come out earlier, let me tell you, it would have been hard. I also want to point to my good friend Jennifer Moldy, who has done some incredible work with the Denver LGBTQ plus movement. And they're pretty cool. Jennifer Moldy is the coolest person ever. She has spoken on repeated, um, repeated things. Now, um, she does have a much lower voice. I almost mistook her for someone else. But I'm not worried about that anymore because I remember walking into Emma Cummings' classroom in college and wondering if I had walked into the wrong room because the professor's voice didn't seem to match who she was. Then I found out that Professor Cummings had smoked a lot and I said, now that explains it. Okay. But women sometimes have lower voices for other reasons too. Like my grandmother, God bless her soul, it's been a year since my, my beloved Bima, Judy Bear, has left the world. And she had a lower voice, but she sometimes would stretch it a little bit, like kind of play around and get into the lower alto. But she was a contralto. There are women who are contraltos. And as for me, I'm not worried. I am not at all worried that transgender people are doing sports. If Jennifer wanted to do a track meet, for instance, let her fucking do it, people. Excuse my language, people, but fucking let her do it. Jennifer Moldy would probably raise her fist at some people who are passing these anti-transgender laws. People are trying to push transgender people out of public life. And they're going to push Laverne Cox out of her dressing room. They're going to push Christine and Jennifer out of the stage on, you know, women's choruses. Will the Denver Women's Chorus new director do the same thing? I don't think so. But Jennifer and Christine and Laverne would all be forbidden from doing any kind of sporting event. Okay? Christine is tall. 
blonde, but she's a gal. Transgender women are women. People, Jennifer is tall, dark, beautiful. I don't know. Tall, dark, and beautiful. Uh, I, I don't know if she's blonde or not. I, I've never looked at Jennifer. <laughs> My eyes, they're broken. But I know that Christine, I thought Christine said to me she was blonde, but big, blonde, and beautiful. All three of these people are big and beautiful. Transgender women of color may not have as big an influence um, as some people might think because the intersectionality is awful for some people. Like, you've got more transgender women of color have appeared on Kate's shirt. I'll talk about the shirt in just a second. Then, and, and they've been killed at extra judicial ratings, like more than other. The last thing we need is to ban transgender youth from sports. You don't understand what a transgender kid goes through. Now, I watched a transgender superhero. I think it was uh, Marvel's, um, what was that darn show Disney did? They had a Marvel superhero who was transgender and it was a it was a kid. The episode was about a kid assigned male at birth, but guess what? She's a woman. And the parents were like, "How do you explain to a 7-year-old? How can you deal with a 7-year-old who is like I want to die. I want to die because no one likes me the way I am. We need to be having life-affirming discussions with transgender children, including that no one can discriminate against them because they're transgender. We need to have an equality discussion with these kids. And if Christine could go to all the little Rebecca's out there and say, you know what? I can do anything I want. I'm a pilot. I can fly. I can do this. I found out that Christine was a pilot and she flew under her old name, she would fly, but I, I'm, I hope she does it again. I hope she does it again. I would love to go on a plane with her one of these days and watch her fly the darn thing around the room. I don't care if it's a Cessna, an electric, a Boeing, uh, give me a plane, man. Christine does everything for hobby stuff. She, I don't think she's gonna be a commercial airline pilot. Because then she wouldn't have been able to do Denver Women's Chorus. And I think she's a really good singer. And she's a great speaker. Holy crap. She did. I think she played one of the um, suffragettes in our voting discussion. It was really cool. I really liked what she did. And she also, I caught her singing Sister Suffragette in the hallway. Wow. Yes. And as for Jennifer, I don't know too many people who are transgender. And then I've got my... I've got a couple of other friends who are queer, transgender, whatever, like, Ulysses came to my house, and they were here for a, um, what is that? When the Quadrennial Gay Chorus Festival was here in Denver, I ain't going to the gay, the gay Chorus Festival because it's way too far. I would have logistical problems trying to get here to there. People would not want me to go anywhere here to there. But that doesn't mean I'm not an ally to the community. It just means, logistically, I can't do it. And by the time we reach the Los Angeles gay court, Los Angeles is too spread out, okay? Not going. But the other thing is, though, about getting back to the transgender sports issue, I think it's really stupid. You're going to tell Christine she can't fly. You're going to tell Jennifer she can't play ball. Let them play ball, you idiots. If you're in Mississippi and Idaho and all these stupid states who are considering anti-trans policies, put your pen down and listen up. Your policies are based on hate, not science, because you hate transgender people. Now the next thing you'll do is you'll pass anti-blind policies anti-woman policies. You're gonna turn this country into friggin' Gilead, man. Read The Handmaid's Tale. Look at the wall scene. Do you want my friends to hang on the wall? Maybe it's 
it's you who should be hanging on that wall with a hate symbol as your plaque. And I don't want to say that people should die. I never would say that people should die. But if you're going to be passing laws and policies based upon your hatred of people such as my friend Christine, Jennifer, all these girls that want to do sports, all these young transgender boys who want to do sports, then I think we need to put a white supremacy symbol on that little plaque. Put the bag on your head and your mind. Picture yourself on that wall for a second. If you're the one who doesn't like transgender people and who wants them on the wall, you're going on the wall. And I'm not trying to threaten you here. That is a promise. You will not be necessarily physically hanged on the wall, but there will be a wall of shame with your name written all over it. Transgender people are loud, proud, and they're not going anywhere. We have no other planet to settle. Did I tell you in the last episode that if we were to find another planet, we would have to find another planet that would welcome people like the ones you are hating on. Don't hate on my friends. Quit hating on these people and let them play ball. If Christine wants to pick up that baseball bat, she might as well hit you in the face with it, but she'll hit the ball. (laughs) If Jennifer wants to kick a goal, let her friggin' do it. And if Jennifer wants to kick a goal, she's going to kick that goal. Past the the non, you know, the, the regular cisgender woman who says, you can't be on a woman's team. You're a boy. And then they'll misgender her and stuff. Jennifer ain't gonna put up with that. We ain't putting up with that. I'm a cisgender woman and I don't really understand the experiences of being a transgender. However, I do understand the experiences of being cast out of every single group that I'm in as a blind person and a woman. And the other thing that I'm worried about is that you people in Congress and government will not understand that laws and policies based on hate will go nowhere. You pass all these stupid, ugly laws in history to put ugly people like the disabled, those with Cruzon syndrome, for instance, whose faces are distorted by, you know, the syndrome they have and the DNA and all that. You pass ugly laws to put blind people out of your lives because I don't want to be blind. I'd rather die than be blind. Excuse me. And then you allow guardians to pilfer money from disabled young adults. I will indeed try to think about what I'm going to put in this new book idea that I've got. I'm thinking of writing just a guidebook though. What citizens need to know about guardianship is likely going to be its title. But that's a whole different issue. But I also think that the what citizens need to know about government play on words is awesome. Thank you. But I also think that government should never be a source of hatred for anyone. President Biden, if you're listening to this podcast, please tell these assholes in Congress and any other state government that any Laws or policies banning transgender youth will result in a loss of Title IX funding. Just deny them. Don't give them any federal funding if they deny transgender youth sports. You deny transgender youth a chance to exercise their love of sports. You call it unfair to the cisgender women. Well, I think you cisgender privileged assholes are going to have to envision yourselves with a hate symbol on your shirt, standing around or wearing a shirt with a hate symbol on it or wearing the bag with the hate symbol on it. Similar to the Gilead wall, I think what we need to do is hang your photo on that wall, a wooden wall placed in the middle of your Capitol building that says transgender wall of shame or a wall of shame regarding transgender policies and so on. And guess whose names will appear on that wall? Marjorie Taylor Greene, you're going on the top. 
Your photo will be pinned to the top. There will be a big hate symbol under over your photo and all these other people, if they, if they do not want transgender people to do anything, be denied an education based on who they are, they're getting a hate symbol painted on their photo and their photo pinned to the wall. Okay? I don't want to hang people on a wall. However, I think we need to make it clear that hatred has no place in government. Hate policies have no place in government. Hateful things have no place in government, including, but not limited to, the transgender codes, the black codes, the ugly laws. Beauty is not... I think it should be illegal for blondes and beautifuls to have all the privileges do them or owed them as beautiful people. It should be illegal for white people to exalt themselves over those of color and trans and gay people and whatever. It should also be illegal for the University of Notre Dame to stick its rosaries in girls' ovaries and forbid them from playing the vagina monologues, too. I hope the priests have learned a lesson. You don't tell a girl what to do with her life based on your religious hatred. Religious hatred is wrong. I will never send my children to a Catholic or private religious school. I will never send my kid to a non-life affirming school. I will never let my child play sports if anti-trans policies are in place. This includes for every sport, wrestling, football, soccer, baseball, basketball, it doesn't matter. You know what? Christine is tall. Let her friggin' play with the WNBA. Jennifer is, I think Jennifer's tall. I guess she's tall. I'm not sure. <laughs> Again, I haven't looked. But her voice, her voice, it booms. Let it go. If you're the one who supports Marjorie Taylor Greene and her QAnon and conspiracy theories, your photo will likely be pinned to a wall of shame. Your picture, your image, your novice sense of self, let it be pinned to the wall of shame. Hung there like that of Gilead. But this time, because of your hate, not because of who you love, not because of who you are. You choose to hate. We can't choose to be transgender, gay, whatever. I can't choose to be a woman who's blind and who has, you know, these thoughts and feelings. Half of it isn't even my choice because, you know why? Because I see people mistreated every damn day. I see people mistreated. I see people completely ousted from positions of power because they're a woman. You got Asa Sung Chi in Myanmar. And by the way, I'm so glad I don't speak friggin' Burmese because I, I sure don't want to be part of this mess in Myanmar, but that Myanmari mess over there is the fault of a bunch of guys. Military coup people. I'm so glad we don't got a coup there. I would not be allowed to have my podcast. QAnon would tell me that, oh, well, you're going to be a handmaid and your N-double-eyed whatever husband is going to be a slave. QAnon will enslave Trenton and they will do very bad things to people. They already separate families. They hurt people. They allow their members to hurt non-members unless the non-member joins up with them. It's worse than Jim Jones. I'm serious. Who the hell is leading QAnon anyway, really? It's not like Jim Jones, who said everybody should be equal and, you know, all races together and everything like that. I know Jim Jones had his flaws, but for crying out loud, I do not want QAnon ruling this country, which is why the House has had to cancel their uh, figamajig. The House will have to cancel their session on Thursday. Same with the Senate. Congress will have to cancel everything on Thursday. 
so that QAnon has their way. I'm sorry, but Donald Trump is not the true president of the United States. Get that thought out of your mind. Joe Biden is the president, and I know some of you don't like him. And I know some of you don't like Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris, but listen up. This is who the people want. You need to respect this person. They're trying to get people into the secretarial positions so that it looks like America. Because we're a diverse and colorful community, damn it. Any attempt to subvert the diversity of America should get you on the wall of shame. Or in the box of shame. Or in a jail cell. Or God forbid, de-elected, thrown out of office. That includes Marjorie Taylor Greene. I'm sorry, don't mock me for saying this. Don't even think about it. You can't mess with me. You can't even touch me. I am in Colorado. Where are you? I got an idea, Marjorie. I got an ex-boyfriend for you to play with, huh? There is a young man with heart problems and blindness who actually believes your, your bullshit about transgender people and who makes fun of them, too. So maybe you guys will have a good time together making fun of the people you don't like and... Oh, whatever. You'll find that Jason, however, violates every single woman he meets. Even his own government officials. But Jason did indeed stalk a lot of girls. Maybe the two of you will stalk people that you don't like. Go ahead and play with Jason and leave me alone, Marjorie. Marjorie Taylor Greene, I would suggest you stop mocking people. Don't misgender Marie Newman's son. Leave the transgender community alone. Lone and let live, girl. That's what we need. We need the transgender community to speak loud and proud in every state. We need to ban all laws and policies that deal with the hatred of those in the sexual minorities, which may become the sexual majority. Transgender people are incredible. Transgender people are amazing. So, yeah. Leave them alone. Let my friend Christine hit you in the face with that baseball bat. Or perhaps score a hole-in-one in a game of golf. Let Jennifer fly a plane. Let her stand out in a field and do things she wants to do. Let Ulysses write her books, or their books. Excuse me, I keep saying her. But... Ulysses goes by they and their pronouns, but my pronouns are she, her, and hers. But you know what? I'm not going to force anybody else to take those pronouns. They're my friggin' pronouns. If you're going to be a part of the gay community, you might as well just let your pronouns be known. If you're going to be an ally, give somebody your friggin' pronouns. Thank you. Also... I'd like to inform all of you that I will be joining the Church of the UU, the uh, Universalist Unitarian Church. They'll be having a joining ceremony next Sunday. I would have liked to have done the visit on Sunday. But the problem is... The problem is that I have to get the joining ceremony out of the way. And the popular time they chose was 11 o'clock. I cannot do any kind of visits until this joining thing is out of the way. I'll still meet with the choir and everything. I may come in if the joining, if the joining ceremony ends before the um, other thing begins. Excuse me. Oh. Anyway, if the joining ceremony is over before the visit begins, I'll come in, but it's likely going to be a conflict, so... But I'm also new here, so I need to learn more and learn more of the repertoire. But I think 
My favorite song they do in the choir is Edelweiss from Sound of Music. I wanted to get away from Sound of Music in my Broadway show tune choice, but someone better. I think Holly Near is cool. Uh, we did sing I Ain't Afraid, which is sung by Holly Near. She did a, oh my god. Only thing is we changed the word Yahweh to L because Yahweh isn't actually the name of God. It's such a mystery, the name of God, but there are names the Jews may use, such as El Shaddai, Adonai, El, part of El, Sh I think it's El Shaddai? Damn, I don't remember. But Adonai is one of the names of God, commonly heard in a prayer. Like, if you go to a Seder, you kind of hear Adonai quite a bit in the, what the hell is that book? The Legata? Oh, God. I must, I butchered it. Uh, I, I went to a Seder at Grace and Glenn was, oh God, he butchered the Hebrew. Duh. I do want to say though, it was fun going to an actual Seder at an actual Orthodox Jewish synagogue. Synagogue was fun. I really enjoyed going to the synagogue and I learned a lot. And there are, of course, transgender folks in the religious sects. And I think that we need to make sure that we we know that passing any policy that has, you know, with hatred and everything, that'll get you and your business and your church in a wall of shame. I hope. Thank you, everybody. On with the show. Hello everybody, your tech bit of the week is, well, Trenton and I have some very special news we are going to share with you. Well, Trenton's in the kitchen cleaning dishes. Jesus, I hate the fact that we don't even have a dishwasher is a bummer, okay? It's a freaking bummer, okay? I am done with a house that doesn't have a dishwasher. And that you're not allowed to have all these different things. Whatever. I don't care. Um, so the special piece of news I'd like to share with you is that Trenton and I now have access to the all new Twitter spaces. And it is a Twitter based chat room that lets you do audio spaces and you have your mic muted at first and then you just... You do your space, and then you just do your description. You can share it. You can do all kinds of stuff with spaces. And everybody who drops in, who is allowed to speak according to the settings, does indeed speak according to settings. Clubhouse is great, but I do want to say I like Twitter spaces because I got friends who love Twitter spaces. And they can indeed use Twitter. I do have a friend who's been banned from Twitter because of so-called abusive content, but I really don't give a fuck. I'm sorry, people, but I would much rather do other things. I don't quite know what I would do if it weren't for both Clubhouse and Twitter Spaces. But those are great audio drop-in options for you if you have any concern about being caveman and video. Um, I've also got some other tech news. We're talking about upgrading our uh, lab, you could say. Our techno list is going to be upgraded. We don't know when, but we do want to put the other... Um, I want to put the other damn Echo into our room eventually, but I would like to wait until we have enough room to possibly... We're going to get a pair of Nest audios for a stereo pair. I don't know if we'll be able to do the Echo show because of where it has to be and the plug-in and all that. And we need an entertainment system a stand for our TV or something that'll hold all our entertainment things 
and I gotta measure, measure, measure everything, and we want to upgrade it that way, and we want to get a new couch and a new mattress and things like that, but yeah, that's kind of what we're trying to do, um, and we also found a cool new network called the Black Information Network. And the Black Information Network is really cool. If you live in Atlanta, there is one for Atlanta. There is one for Colorado coming up, I'm sure. The problem is that I think that militias have pushed to have Rush Limbaugh literally immortalized in Colorado. We at the throne room with Beth Rossi do not condone any of the crap that Rush Limbaugh puts out there. I'm sorry. The man died a couple of, I can't remember how many weeks, days ago, whatever. And really, I don't think that Rush should ever be allowed on radio ever again. Because of the racist, sexist, bigamist things he says about, you know, just about everything. Um, but that's about all for radio news and tech news on with the show. Well, guys, I've discovered a brand new show and I would like to kind of hook this up to my blog If any of you is familiar with, God, what am I thinking? If any of you is familiar with Aldous Huxley's Brave New World, please check out the Brave New World show, which is available only in the UK, described on Netflix. However, it is available Peacock in the U.S. The sad thing about Peacock, though it is not described, I will not watch an undescribed content film that is sci-fi because there's a lot of sci-fi action. There's a lot of visuals you have to be aware of. And if I'm supposed to do a damn comparison to the source material, I need audio description in order to get the details right. Okay? We discuss a lot of details in the blog. Please read the blog entry. Uh, Content warning, spoiler alert. And I forgot to add... Ah, shoot. I might as well do it. While at press time, I did not add the trigger warning cultural... Cultural um, vocabulary differences between the UK and the US may be present... For example, the word savage is savage. What does that say? I think about now all this Huxley did write this in 1932. And that was back when Native Americans were largely deposed from their land. Of course, we know that Native Americans have suffered the greatest because of the white man. And this does have a lot to do with white supremacy I understand but let me just explain that in Brave New World we don't have as many bad connotations with Native Americans as we do in the book I'm only going to say that so I, I, I might not need to put the trigger warning there but I did indeed explain the word savage to everyone And I did not use the word savage to talk about the natives in the book. Because, you know, I didn't even use the word Indians. I never will use the word Indians to refer to Native Americans. It's not respectful. Plus, if you want to say indigenous or native, that's fine. In social work class, I was told to call them First Nations. Now that might kind of, you know, encompass the entire system of groups. That encompasses the entire group of people. They were the first nations to get here. 
The whites were second nations. America itself is screwed, okay? Because we took... I'm, I'm lying here in a 13-story building that is on top of what was Arapaho-Cheyenne land, okay? There's something about Denver that is really strange, okay? I know it's, it's weird, but let's get back to the Brave New World show and book. There's a lot of details that are wrong in the show, but I think the details in the show, I'm not so sure why they did it this way. Now, here's something else. They do give you a box of Soma every day. Yeah, Soma. Soma. Yeah. The book does talk about Soma, and Soma is... Well, Soma is basically this drug that kind of numbs your brain. And then you end up seeing all kinds of weird stuff. And I'm not sure why the hell Lena, Lenina, Lenina's name was repronounced as Lenina. Lenina. Lenina Crown. That's her name, okay? There's different ways of expressing the plot, and I did mention those in the blog. I'm not going to go into too much detail, except that we're missing a lot of different characteristics from the beginning. Lenina also was a brunette, not a fucking blonde. Excuse my language here. Blonde? Not a friggin' blonde. Oh, God. Well, in the show, she's a brunette. In the book, she is... This is so weird. The way Aldous Huxley describes the people working with Lenina in the book, it's weird. She's like, oh, the, she's like, oh, blonde. And among the people with the purple eyes and all the symptoms of lupus, what? Is anybody watching this? I think the show, okay, and then the Savage Lands. I get that savage is not a term directed at Native Americans at this time. We don't want to direct that term. But in the book, Savage, Mr. Savage in the book, is basically dressed in moccasins and deerskin and all of that. The typical native regalia. And they did use some native slur in the book. I won't go into what. I never will speak it. Except I do want to relate it to a story that I heard from an ex of mine who's Native American. I did date a Native American guy named Blake. He was Choctaw, Cherokee, Pima. Those are the three tribes he represents. The other thing that he told me that, okay, guys, trigger warning. I have to tell this story, so please, please bear with me, okay? Blake told me that some weirdo, some white ass wrote some thing on his mother's windshield and they wrote they called her an old squaw and I was like what the hell is that of course I understood that the word squaw as detailed in certain writings is a derogatory term for a native woman so that's why I said bear with me okay I would never use a word like that to describe okay of course, you got books such as Geronimo's autobiography. I had to read this goddamn shit in Florida private school. Now, this was a autobiography dictated in Fort Sill. And one of the, the worst things I had to read was when... Okay, so the small children and the women described by the... I don't even know what, who the hell put the word squaw in Geronimo's fucking autobiography. Please, please, please. <laughs> don't do it again. I will never use a word like that to describe a woman. But the white guy who dictated the biography must have done it. It couldn't have been Geronimo himself. Actually, his name is supposed to be Goyathlay. Goyathle? Damn it. What the hell is that? 
It's a name that means one who yawns, and that's his Diné name. The Diné people are the Apaches, what we call the Apaches. There were many, many different tribes of the Diné, and there's just too much stuff I don't know. Please, if you have any feedback, please be constructive, positive and all. Please make sure that you, you can call me out on the use of the word, but I'm not using the word to refer to anybody I know. But I wanted to tell you that I would never use a word like that and write it on a native woman's windshield. Uh-uh. And when Blake told me that story, I just wanted to flip. I wanted to just go find the guy. And I know that Blake's mom has driven me nuts. I know we haven't been on good terms all the time. But to call that woman a, quote, old squaw, quote, is wrong, okay? By the same token, I think that Aldous Huxley, he was using the term savage to refer to all natives because, but here's the funny part. In the Disney version of Pocahontas, we have, and I forgot to mention this in the blog, but we all know the Disney version of, it is called Pocahontas, I don't like the term either. I hate it. I absolutely hate the term Pocahontas. I hate it. I don't like the name. The name originates from, I think it's, it's a name that means some sort of little heathen or something like that in the, something like little heathen. I forget what the actual term was, the English translation that it came from, but the young girl I found out was a girl named Matoka. She was the girl who eventually became Rebecca Rolfe. We know the story. Everyone should know the story. But don't use the frickin' term Pocahontas in front of me. Because Disney really messed it up. I mean, you had Judy Kuhn singing great songs. I'm not gonna lie. But can we please redo the movie under the name Matoka Disney? Please. I am so annoyed. Oh my god. I am annoyed to death that such a word was even allowed to be used in 1990 friggin five and I get it but Native Americans have suffered enough we need to give them back opportunities although we cannot necessarily give them fully back the land what we need to do is coexist with them in a way we could never do before. If we can't coexist with the First Nations people the way they want us to, look, I think it's really important. But anyway, but in Brave New World, John was called, he was called names and he was an outcast in both book and show. One of my favorite and least likely to ever say things about John, John, I think this is a favorite scene this is a favorite part in the book when John is telling Bernard his story. We don't actually see the story pan out in the show and that's all written down in the blog, but I, I do need to talk about native cultures portrayed in books and shows and movies. I think the UK is really working on it, but they need to work harder. And I also have another thing I want to point out something about Meghan Markle and Prince Harry and I would like to do that in just a bit um what do I want to say well first of all I think we need to do the entire Pocahontas movie that Disney did under the name Matoka instead we need to have the girl portrayed under her actual name but we need to show in that new movie, I'd like to see the white guys in that movie shown as the, now this is going to sound weird, but the natives called the whites savages in the original Disney animated film. There's a reason for it, but you know, it's funny. Each tribe called the other a savage. Uh, wait, was it the whites called the native savages? Yeah, I think so. And I can't remember who could... But I am going to say that Judy Kuhn did give us one little gem. Judy Kuhn gave us one little gem right there from Disney. 
You think you're an ignorant savage, she begins in her song, Colors of the Wind. You think you're an ignorant savage. The price is, I can't remember, but I think she, she, she does mention, she does say that, you know, oh God, I need to listen to the song again, but my favorite song, my favorite lines from Colors of the Wind go, um, you can own this earth until, what is it? You can own this earth and still you will own this earth until you can paint with all the colors of the wind. True. And the first few lines are beautiful and very powerful. Listen. You think you own whatever land you land on. The earth is just a dead thing you can claim. But I know every rock and tree and creature has a life, has a spirit, has a name. Now, what does that say? That, that, that's just so cool. I want to thank um, anyone who has feedback about this uh, thing. To I invite you to email me at denverqueen at gmx.com. Now, let me just say I am very sorry that I have not been able to do the podcast last week. The bit that I have recorded about transgender sports was done last week. Um, I want to say that we ourselves, we were busy last week. We had packages come in. I have this cute new pair of Thor headphones, which I'm going to try them out on a Zoom call for the, the UU Pocket Guy group. I just joined the new church. On Sunday but it was like eight bucks near well actually it was like seven bucks if you round it to the nearest dollar but it could have been like eight bucks eight bucks thankfully Trenton had a little bit of a sub something of money he had a little extra he could throw me and that was fine but you know um guys I also want to just thank whoever sent me that lovely email. Um, I want to thank Miss Claudia for sending me an email saying, I saw you on Victor's show. I've seen guardianships advantages. I calmly gave her the websites about guardianship and its dark side. Guardianship should be banned, abolished, or aggressively reformed. Something to prevent the things like the isolation of the elderly and the disabled, grounding of adults with disabilities, and so on. I'd like to thank Carrie Kasem and the Kasem Cares team. I have emailed Carrie Kasem. I hope she gets it. But Casey, her dad, was a favorite radio DJ of mine. Every Sunday, it was keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Casey was a legend. Why did he have to go like that? It never should have happened. How can you reconcile with that? And I'm not saying Casey is that. I'm talking about the way he died. Nobody should take someone... If Casey had the strength of mind and determination, he should have looked that, excuse my language, biatch in the eye and said, leave me alone. He could have just hit a button or something and a nurse would have gone over and told that bitch to leave. And I'm talking about his wife, his widow. She did it to him. Carrie sued her, and I know the whole story. I'm not going to get into it. Well, you just don't tell somebody they can't see their children. And to be quite honest, Casey went from millions of dollars rich, a legendary radio DJ, to absolutely no money at all. But Mickey Rooney was also a, a victim of guardian abuse. There's also Glenn Campbell. Anybody remember it? Like a rhinestone cowboy. I get it. <laughs> I get it. 
The guy had Alzheimer's disease. I have a lot of respect for Glenn Campbell. But, you know, I mean, even in his death's door days, he was about ready to play the guitar. And he was good about... He was, like, practically at death's door when he was... And I'm not saying he was dead or dying at that time, not actively dying. I mean, his memory was going and going and even in the late stage Alzheimer's, God, he was still plucking away at his guitar. Which is why I have my little health tip of the day. If you know you're gonna have dementia in your family and my grandfather already has it, Please do the following things to keep your mind active. Do what my Bima did. My beloved Bima died last year, this month. I believe it's been about a year and a couple days since she's been gone. Her funeral was August. She was buried in Jacksonville, Florida. She lived in an assisted living place last God knows how long in her life. I could not spend time with her at all. I couldn't. I was here. There was no way I could have done it. Now, Papa, our Papa, Bear, has dementia. Who knows what's going to happen there? But I've got lots of resources, and I've also got to... There's got to be a way to describe it, but if you're someone who is a descendant of Papa's or some other person... Who knows that their mother or grandparent has dementia. Keep your brain active. Read books. I love books. I write blog posts and stuff. I keep a podcast. Play music. I have a keyboard and yes, I enjoy playing it. I enjoy singing and I need to sing. I need to come up with a singing thing to do for LBRY. Um... We're actually, I think we're going to watch Easter Parade. And there is a beautiful um, song. It goes, uh, Behold the Easter bonnet with all the frills upon it. What is it? Something about that Easter bonnet with all the frills upon it. Da 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 da. It's from the musical Easter Parade. I, I would check it out. It's it's a beautiful... It's an old movie, so you might get some outdated crap in there, but whatever. It's Judy Garland. Duh! Watch it. It's good. It's it's really good. And, of course, there's um, Babes in Arms. That one's kind of weird. I liked it anyway. Meet Me in St. Louis has one of the most catchy-ass songs you'll ever hear. The trolley song. Ding, ding, ding with the... What is it? Clang, clang, clang with the trolley. Ding, ding, ding with the bell. One of the first songs I was introduced to from a damn musical. Guys, in honor of my grandmother, I'm really happy to say that... I, I do want to bring awareness to the fact that if you do have a history of memory problems in your family... Do what she does, pull out your crosswords, and do your fun brain teaser activities. It'll help. I actually need to get back into doing this one game called Seven Little Words. It's a word puzzle game, and I'm not really big at crosswords. It's like a crossword, but it's not quite a crossword. You have tiles with sets of letters on them. And you just arrange the tiles with the uh, clues, just like you would a crossword. For example, um, Prince William's daughter, and it has the number of letters in, uh, let me think, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So Prince William's little daughter in nine letters, for instance. And then you would have, like, C-H-A-R-L-O-T-T-E, Charlotte. That's her name, right? So you have those letters, and you arrange them, and then it opens up another clue. And then it opens up another clue. It opens up... When you complete... It's like seven words. You have seven clues, and you just, like... You have hints. You can do hints if you want. 
but <laughs> you gotta have a good brain. You gotta have some brain teaser fun. Just do what you want with brain teasers. And if you're really old school, and if you're like 50 and over and you don't have an iPad, consider yourself lucky. <laughs> pull out your pen and paper, pull out the New York Times or whatever damn newspaper you got and do your crosswords. If you're listening to this podcast on your smart device, then yeah, you can definitely be a little old school with it and pull a paper and pen out and just do your thing. Um, yeah. Uh, but for new shows, I'd like to thank all of you for listening to the podcast. And Brave New World reviews will be coming each week. I'm going to do a Brave New World series with episodes. There will be spoilers. There will be spoilers, but for the sake of comparisons throughout, there is going to be a thing called spoilers. And I'm going to put those in. I need to put content warnings so if you haven't seen the book or the show, then skip the blog posts altogether. But I do want to say the native portrayals in like Americans and native cultures and stuff, God, makes everybody look Eurocentric, I swear. Um, I want to just say something really important though. When I saw that Wampanoag rattle ceremony last Thanksgiving, I was like, Jesus, the descriptor was all like, yeah, they're in full regalia. They got feathers in the whole nine yards. Like, damn. But the rattle ceremony reminds us that we are stewards of the earth. We're not the lords of the earth. Forget ants, okay? But human beings are stewards of the earth. We have a responsibility to keep the planet clean. And that means no weird shit going on in the planet. And I mean that shit. You know, like weird shit. No chemicals, no nuclear waste. We gotta keep our Earth clean. This is probably the only place we're gonna be. And if we end up finding another planet, like I said in a prior post here in the podcast, I did mention that, you know... We human beings? Oh god. Damn. Sorry. Human beings have this bad habit of subjugating everything we see, meet, or whatever. I mean, look what Christopher Columbus did to the uh, Taino people. The Caribbean people. He's like, oh, they make good servants. No. I will not have servants. And it's funny because, like, someone asked me who, what, 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 maid, huh? She's not a maid. I don't like to use the word maid to describe my person that comes over and helps with food and cleaning and all that stuff. Gotta keep this place up to snuff. And if I have to pay the debt, then somebody's gonna be in a lot of trouble. I'm not paying the debt. They're going after me so that... You know, they can claim this is not student loan forgiveness, even if it was not covered by it. You know, I'm not paying it anyway. I may not. I've been getting harassment calls every day on the dot. But I, I cannot trust a debt collection agency with my money. Because then they will know that they can harass me again and again and again. I will not allow such an agency. I don't care who it was. I know the lady was nice, but she wasn't all that educated and she acted like she knew nothing. I'm not going to give her name nor the name of the agency calling me. For the sake of the protection, I understand a lot of you don't like debt collectors, but stay away from debt collectors, people. Thank you very much. If you'd like to be on the show, just email me at denverqueen at gmx.com. If you have positive, constructive feedback for the show, please email me at denverqueen at gmx.com as well. If you'd like to talk to me about the podcast or matters relating thereto, you can also text me at 720-739-1385. Know that I will not be able to forward all my text messages to carrier calls. I need to figure out how to get my damn calls. And I'm sorry for those of you who've been calling me on that number. Oh, God. Ugh. 
I think I'm gonna have to go get my meds, guys, and I need to get some more caffeine in my system. Thank you all very much. Have a nice day. And good night from Denver. And that, my friends, is a piece of feedback I just received from a wonderful guy friend in Canada, and I'd like to thank him very much for being an awesome bro. We're just friends. It's it's a bro TP for us if you if you're in the fandoms and all that weird stuff. <sighs> um what about the snow? I need to give a few tips on how to deal with the snow. If you are a Colorado native, or even if you're not a Colorado native, you might want to listen. For you natives to Colorado, this is a little bit of a refresher, but for us transplants, this is important. So listen, if you're driving in the snow, always remember to put your snow tires in. If you are a motorcyclist, don't bother going out on your damn motorcycle in the snow. You just might get your bike flipped over. I don't think so. If you're a plow driver, stay with it. Keep your eyes on the prize, people, and plow the frickin' snow, will ya? Also, if you own a family home with a driveway, don't forget to shuffle your driveway. Always remember, kids. If the mom and dad ask you to shuffle your driveway, shuffle your driveway because it's safe, right? It makes the whole place and the whole lane safe for everybody. Thank you all very much for enjoying the show, The Throne Room with Beth Tarasi. And uh, if you have anything, feedbacks and all that stuff, you know where to go. DenverQueen at gmx.com. The email is highlighted on denverqueen.com, so you can just pop on, click the email link, boom, send me an email. 